0: ask andy is our new subscriber only show every month andy answers your questions like these what's your favorite color biro what the is it with you and terrapins uh what are the spring 2024 catwalk colors how goes it with the sitar can you recommend either the floating barge or the detour to rwanda what do you think of the kids of politicians getting into politics maybe you and your colleagues would be able to suggest some coping mechanisms And Andy even asks a few questions himself. Do you you think I could get to Christmas number one? Subscribe to Ask Andy Now via any podcast platform. Go to thebuglepodcast.com forward slash donate.
1: Here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states.
0: Welcome to Top Stories. I am Andy Zaltzman and today, from the Bugle past, it's a live special from 2018 uh, with me, Nish Kumar and Alice Fraser, plus some naive optimism for the many great things Brexit would bring. It's issue 4060 of the Bugle, entitled, What's That Aren't Doing? Well, it is now only 400 Earth days precisely until the 29th of March 2019, until we Brex free, until we, <laughs> until we pull the trigger on the trapdoor to catapult us into our new national ejector seat to blast us into the orbit of Brex freedom. 400 sleeps until we are finally unchained from the dead weights of the European Union that has burdened us so catastrophically for the last 40 years with trade, cooperation, (laughs) improved ham. (laughs) <laughs> the irritating legal impossibility of even boiling an egg with that explicit written permission from Brussels, <laughs> and reliably shaped fruit. Four hundred breakfasts until we finally get to enjoy our own like the space dog moment of pioneering escape to genuine independence. <laughs> Feel that sweet flame. <laughs> woof woof! Blast off,
1: freedom! <laughs>
0: 400 days or in layman's terms 80 back to back test
2: matches which (laughs) makes it seem (laughs) makes it seem more bearable (laughs) you've got a look in your eye of genuine wistfulness imagining the prospect of 80 back to back (laughs) test matches (laughs) think of the stats I have a dream (laughs) you're the Martin Luther King of long form cricket (laughs) that is going on my poster
1: (laughs) It's good, because is famous now. <laughs>
2: As seen on Piers Morgan's Twitter feed. <laughs> um, barely a week goes by
0: in Britain now without uh, some idiot saying something idiotic about Brexit. And, I mean, uh, really... Uh, there we go. And uh, straight out of the traps today, uh, David Davis, God rest his soul... Um, <laughs> If it is ever located. Um, He said, uh, he's promised us all uh, that Brexit will not be some kind of Mad Max style dystopia. Stop betraying the will of the people, Brexit. That is what we voted for.
1: Yeah, David Davis, a man who was once a baby so boring that his parents gave him his own last name as a first name. (laughs) has disappointed the nation by saying Brexit will not be a Mad Max-style dystopia. What is the point of a dystopia if it's not a Mad Max-style one? <laughs> All the other dystopias are either boring or terrifying. I mean, he's right, or, of course, it's not going to be a Mad Max-style dystopia. It's far more likely that Brexit will be an H.G. Wells time machine-style dystopia. <laughs> you know, H.G. Wells' Victorian science fiction novel where increasing disparities in wealth between the rich and the poor will lead to humanity evolving into two different species, you know, the Eloi and the Mo- Morlocks.
0: Yep, them. Yeah, yeah. Yep, so the the
1: Eloi are a fed fruit-eating rich people who just sort of waft about being beautiful and useless like Gwyneth Paltrow. And the <laughs> the Morlocks are ugly underground poor people and the hideous Morlocks, aka poor people, have uh, basically uh, eat the rich.
0: Right. <laughs> that is our future.
1: Yeah, it'll have served rich people right if they don't have their act together in time for the future. <laughs> Uh, rich people on superfood diets are basically prepping themselves for delicious lunch. <laughs> you know, the trend towards superfoods and expensive acai smoothies mean rich people are hogging all the nutrients and leaving the bad food to the poor. It's an excellent development as we move inexorably towards this dystopian future. It is good to know who will be the most nutrient-dense. <laughs> I'm sorry, this started with Brexit. It went off track into a delicious dystopia. Look, I don't... I'm not saying I want a, to a eat of Paltrow. I'm just saying... I'm just going to leave the words grass fed <laughs> and let you do the rest
2: yeah of course it's not going to be a Mad Max style dystopia I've seen the Mad Max films there's people of colour in them
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't think anyone what are you ooing about <laughs> I don't think anyone Nigel Farage's idea of Brexit is not Tina Turner in the Thunderdome <laughs> Also, it's the specificity of it. Like, it's not like anyone has specifically said in public... I mean, we've all thought it in private, but it's not like anyone was saying, oh, this is going to cause a Mad Max style. It's worrying that David Davis was that specific. It's like if you lend someone a cap and they give it back to you and go, I didn't f*** it.
1: <laughs>
2: you're just immediately like, well, you definitely f*** this cap. And now I have to burn this Hat.
0: <laughs> hat. I thought you said cat. <laughs> I say? And I know, I know how rigorous you are about doing all the empirical research for your jokes. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm
2: the Daniel Day Lewis of cat <laughs> f- jokes.
1: N- Nish Kumar would never talk about f-ing pussy. No, no, no. I'm sorry, that was too far. You're right. <laughs>
0: Um, Boris, uh, Boris Johnson. Um... Oh yeah,
1: what's that
2: <laughs>
0: to? <laughs> That's uh, going to be the title of series three of the Mash Report, isn't it? <laughs> it's basically, it would basically, work for any topical news show, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. This week what's on that? what's that <laughs> <up to? laughs> Or the extended edition? What are those <laughs> up to? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Like, later in the week. <laughs> Um,
1: The subcategory of nude with niche.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Boris Johnson said, uh, um, well, last week now, uh, he he insisted that Brexit was not a V sign from the cliffs of Dover which, as I pointed out in a radio show last week, is my favourite Vera Lynn song. And, um, <laughs> but actually, uh, that is what a lot of people did vote for. Um, it was in some of the UKIP literature, uh, a 300-metre-high V sign on the cliffs of Dover made out of pure British oak. The Sinn Féin president said the government does not have a viable plan. Again, that was laid out perfectly clearly before the referendum. <laughs> if they suddenly come out with a viable plan, that will again be betraying the will of this nation! <laughs>
2: Yeah, I mean, it's all—it's going about as badly as we thought it was going to go. And just to go back to that V sign, uh, Boris Johnson said that it isn't a V sign from the Cliffs of Dover, but we actually did that. I know that you have just bullshitted about it, but do you not remember Paddy Power erected a giant statue of Theresa May flicking the Vs dressed in a Union Jack dress? Like, it, yeah. it literally looked like an EDL member's wet dream come to life. Like, it was really was really Funny with weird. a Thatcher face instead of the Theresa oh, May face. Yeah. <laughs> Um <laughs> poor old Teresa. But I think if you get a big enough
0: V sign, then and a large bit of elastic, yeah. then you could use it as <laughs> as a catapult <laughs> to fire all the illegal asylum grants
2: <laughs> back to wherever <laughs> they <laughs> came from. Andy, in this conversation we have come up with a more specific plan for Brexit than <laughs> the the entire government catapulting immigrants off the white cliffs of Dover at least it's a plan (laughs) because they've gone for an away day in Uh, Chequers as we record today they're currently at an away day to sort of hammer out a Brexit policy sort of the thing you probably should have done before you started Brexit like, and it's classic procrastination Like I recognise this from any time I have a deadline for anything you go away, you put it off if the government are anything like me within a couple of days they'll all be collectively masturbating themselves into oblivion <laughs> my working method is my working method that would be the perfect metaphor for Brexit <laughs> <laughs> just an enormous conservative circle jerk <laughs>
1: People are saying what Brexit is and is not. When we oh, we know exactly what Brexit is. Brexit is Brexit is Brexit is Brexit. An infinite fractal repetition of itself. It <laughs> is the entire country going up its own ass in a like perfect arborous of pain. That is
0: a what of pain?
1: Arborous. Oh,
0: an aerob- Are you a doctor?
1: <laughs> it's a snake that eats. It. Never mind. <laughs>
0: um, Paul Blomfield, Labour's Shadow Brexit uh, Brexit Minister, uh, he said that the time for meaningless soundbites and conflicting statements is over.
2: <laughs> Why was that officially scheduled in? <laughs> what are you up to tomorrow? Oh, I'm on meaningless soundbite duty. <laughs> It's, the away day in Chequers is basically to sort out a rift in the Tory party because basically it turns out there's a group of uh, a, an unnamed and unnumbered group of MPs called the European Research Group uh, who are sort of hardline Brexiters, and they are led by uh, Jacob Rees-Mogg, a uh, man who has the countenance of somebody who colonised my ancestors, ancestors, packed Alice's ancestors off to Australia, and let's be honest, was at best ambivalent about Andy's ancestors. <laughs> 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 let's just say he is on the fence <laughs> <laughs> what on the fence
0: pointing out the ones who are trying to escape
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I wish I could retract that comment
1: now you know recorded. how I feel about everything I say <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, Alice what's the vibe like in Australia how much of a joke are we internationally <laughs> I mean oh. if Australia's finding you funny you know you're in trouble but are we, are we a laughing stock
1: oh you're not important enough to be a laughing stock
2: <laughs> zing
1: <laughs> <laughs> you're at best a sort of a wry chuckling stock <laughs> <laughs>
2: Not important enough to be a laughing stock. Oh. There you go, Chris. I believe we've got an episode title.
1: Like If, if you think of, uh, if you think of uh, the UK and America in relation to Australian politics, the UK is like your ancient great-grandfather who's pretty racist, and America is like your uncle who's really racist. <laughs> and Australia is like Australia, which is pretty racist. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, a little lesson in genetics for everyone eh? so, um,
2: <laughs> there. <nurture>, merchant nature. <laughs> I've said it before. I'll say it again. Uh, racism is like cricket, invented in England, perfected in Australia. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think now is the time for meaningless sound bites. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Thank you for listening to our latest top story. Now go and listen to Alice on the latest issue of The Gargle, the glossy magazine supplement to The Bugle's ruthlessly journalistic broadsheet. Information about all our shows, plus the Bugle voluntary subscription scheme at thebuglepodcast.com.